This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Umbody. We've got a lot to get to on the podcast today as SMU enters another week of fall camp. The team is off on this Monday as I'm recording. As far as practice goes, they'll have a walkthrough Monday afternoon, probably by the time this uh, episode hits the airwaves. But it was a busy weekend covering SMU. What I thought was just going to be a quiet little Saturday with SMU ending up uh, having one of their scrimmages turned into probably one of the bigger news days for SMU that we've had in quite some time. And let's start with the SMU-TCU rivalry game being back on for September 12th. Granted, it's in Fort Worth as the Big 12 does have their uh, nine-game conference-only schedule in place with uh, one home game being the non-conference game. So SMU was really in a position where they had very little leverage. But Sonny Dykes, Rick Hart, the team, everybody on SMU side of things wanted to play the battle for the iron skillet. And, And how can you not blame them for wanting to do that. The team is at its best. It's been, uh, quite honestly, since the 1980s, and that's coming off of this uh, 10-win season in 2019. And now they'll get a chance to win two in a row, and to do so by winning two in a row in Fort Worth in the middle of a global pandemic. And the game is on. It's probably not what SMU fans wanted to hear when the release came out and it said, look, the game is back on, but it'll be in Fort Worth for 2020 and 2021, and then the schedule resumes in 2022 with TCU coming back to Dallas. So we got wind of this on Pony Stampede Friday afternoon, and if you're a subscriber on the site, which encourage many of you guys to do that and take advantage of our 50% off annual subscriptions deal going on right now, you found out hours and hours and hours before the release came out. And the buzz started building both from our site and the TCU site on 24-7 Sports. And we broke, broke broke the news to our subscribers way ahead of time. And then the noon announcement on Saturday came out that SMU and TCU were back on for the battle for the Iron Skillet. And so TV and kickoff time uh, info will come at a later date. But a lot of credit uh, to both sides for playing this game. Because I do think it could have been easy after... TCU lost Tennessee Tech uh, for its home non-conference game for them to probably find another opponent of that quality to bring to Fort Worth and to keep SMU off the schedule and to keep SMU from having a shot to really make some big waves in this rivalry even bigger than they did last year. Two wins in a row for Sonny Dykes over Gary Patterson would do wonders for recruiting and do wonders for the program and in a time like this where SMU's handled this pandemic really well, I think you've got to feel pretty good about SMU's chances. That's going to be TCU's opener. SMU is going to have a game as of now against Texas State a week prior. And Sonny Dykes and a lot of coaches feel this way. The biggest jump a lot of teams make is from week one to week two. 
And having that season opener at Texas State, a little bit of, a, of adversity going on the road for SMU in back-to-back weeks and for the first three weeks overall to open the season. But to have that season opener is huge for SMU. It allows them to get together on a, on a football field and play a real game against somebody else and work through the, uh, you know, the new offensive coordinator and Garrett Riley, work through getting some of these newcomers action like Danny Gray, uh, like Brandon Crosley if he's eligible, like TQ Jackson if he's eligible, and, and to work in the new running backs and get them in game speed and any tweaks to the personnel packages on both sides of the ball to get uh, Chris Nagar, the graduate transfer kicker from Texas, some action and, and, you know, as long as SMU takes care of business, he's going to kick extra points and field goals in that game. And uh, that will be huge. TCU won't have that luxury. It's their season opener. And then they're off until the Big 12 opens play later in the month. So for SMU, that it works out fairly well. Outside of having to go to Fort Worth with what will be, let's be real, a limited capacity crowd at Amon G. Carter, that game is, is going to be... Uh, certainly a war after last year and TCU wanting to to get back and to get back on the right side of the rivalry for for them uh, but for SMU uh, it works out really well to to have it shake out the way it did and so credit to SMU for getting it done uh, I like SMU's chances in the game especially where it's placed on the schedule they don't have the look ahead game that they had against Memphis anymore and say what you want about where North Texas sits uh, on the schedule right after the TCU game but SMU is going to be locked in on TCU. They're not going to be looking ahead to North Texas. Uh, this is a huge game for the program. It's back on in a year that really uh, you wouldn't expect that to be the case. So uh, a lot of credit goes to SMU and TCU for getting this game done. SMU now has a chance to make a big statement, uh, and and that news came out on Saturday. Also, we ran a report uh, on Saturday that SMU on Wednesday tested all of its players and staff in the program, and they all came up uh, negative for COVID-19. So big credit to Sonny Dykes and his staff for running things the right way in the program. And Rick Hart uh, had some comments on the site when we talked with him as well, just crediting what uh, the whole program has been able to do and and SME Athletics in general to create a a safe environment for these athletes. And there was uh, other reports out there that maybe that wasn't the case. And certainly we felt very good about our reporting and Uh, Before you knew it, there was a retraction, but SMU has dealt with a few positive cases on the team since returning. They also have quarantines of players since returning out of an abundance of caution. Now, that doesn't mean that the team right now has any, anybody who's really uh, in a, in, in a positive state, everybody has tested negative. So that, that's a big credit to the staff. Uh, But certainly, you know, this program right now with where they're at a few weeks away from from starting a college football season, they've got to feel good about their chances to play out the whole season. Uh, their outbreaks have been borderline non-existent. And so, uh, again, a lot of credit to SMU uh, for having that test, uh, those tests on all the players and staff in the program on Wednesday come back negative. And uh, a big credit to that, uh, a big credit for that goes to Sonny Dykes and Rick Hart and his staff uh, for, again, resources, uh, the the uh, setup that they have. Uh, it works really well. It just the way the players come through Ford Stadium, they get their gear on, they go practice, and then they break it all down. Uh, it's just a really um, well-oiled machine, quite frankly. So a lot of positivity around that respect. And then uh, 
Also, SMU entered the top 25 for the updated uh, preseason top 25 from 24-7 Sports coming in at number 25 as we released that without the Big 12 or the Pac, uh, excuse me, without the Big 10 or the Pac-12. Uh, so SMU now a preseason top 25 team by one outlet. I'll tell you what, hearing and, and talking with a lot of people, and this makes sense now, and, and Shane Bouchelle was named a dark horse Heisman Trophy pick, and let's be real, he's probably not going to win it. Uh, but Phil Steele giving him a lot of credit in his preseason magazine, naming him a dark horse Heisman Trophy pick uh, for the award. With Shane Bouchelle back, I mean, this team certainly has a chance to to rise in the rankings. And and once that game against Memphis hits, and, and if they can get past TCU, the, this will really be the case, to really make a run at, at uh, the AAC and certainly being the New Year's Six representative, however that looks down the line in bowl season. But uh, this team's in great shape. It really is. It's, it's uh, a team that I think as fall camp has rolled along and, and Sonny Dykes and his staff has gotten a chance to see where they're at, there's growing confidence even more so, I think, than when fall camp started that this team's going to be even better than last year's. And now they've got to put it all together in the schedule that they have been given, which is certainly a difficult one with what it what's in place and forget the non-conference a little bit outside of TCU really but you've got Memphis you've got Cincinnati you've got your usual matchup against against uh Houston on there and Navy's always difficult and uh it, it's not an easy slate and if SMU comes out unscathed I mean that that's just uh that's big time and so I I think from Sonny Dyke's perspective what he's seen in fall camp so far it's got a lot of confidence uh, he's got a lot of confidence in where this team stands, and uh, rightfully so. So we will uh, continue to monitor that. If you haven't been on Pony Stampede, we're basically the only site that's been able to bring tidbits to you guys, bring news on fall camp. So if you haven't subscribed, I really encourage you guys to do so because it's scarce. Media is not allowed out there. Uh, we are not able to uh, you know, take pictures or get video or do anything like that. Um, but what we have been able to do is we have been able to talk to Sonny Dykes. He's been gracious to join us on uh, one occasion already in fall camp and hopefully be able to do that again soon. Rick Hart's talked to us uh, about the schedule changes and the COVID-19 uh, procedures. And uh, we've also brought the fall camp tidbits, how position battles are shaping up, who's been standing out. So check that out on Pony Stampede. Uh, it's all there for you guys. And uh, we've got that rolling. So uh, moving on to really the the recruiting side of things. I want to update a few things. Savion Bird has picked up multiple crystal ball picks now to Oklahoma. Uh, Brandon Drum, Brian Bishop, Jeremy Clark, and our national director of uh, recruiting, Steve Wiltfong, put his picks in. Nobody really put in uh, a pick for Savion Bird to land there with a high confidence rating. And that doesn't really surprise me. And that's why, that's in part, why I've left my confidence score very high in SMU's chances to land the four-star offensive tackle out of Duncanville. And Savion Bird is an interesting recruitment. There's not much that is being uh, gotten out of him, him as far as interviews go. He really hasn't done that as of late. And most people I talk with, Oklahoma, SMU, continue to battle it out for him with LSU and Texas also in the mix. And the reason why I haven't dropped my confidence score on the crystal ball is uh, I've said this on our board and not to get into too much VIP 
details because I want you guys to go check that out for yourself. But, but Savion Bird, this, this is a marathon. This isn't a sprint. The, there's been some buzz around Texas earlier this month. There's been some buzz uh, out of LSU earlier in the summer. There was uh, uh, some buzz earlier in the summer out of Oklahoma, and then it shifted to LSU and Texas. SMU's been the consistent one. You talk to sources around this recruitment, and I think SMU's the, the most consistent. And I think with his family being in Dallas, I think some other factors, including Rashad Samples, keeping him certainly uh, at the top of his priority list as far as the recruiting aspect goes, this is a, uh, a recruitment that is certainly far from over. So, of course, crystal balls are meant to be taken seriously, and that's why uh, people react to them and things like that. But uh, for me, I'm not wavering on my crystal ball stance on Savion Bird, and uh, SMU continues to sit in a good spot. But I don't see a decision coming anytime soon. I don't see uh, my crystal ball changing anytime soon. We'll continue to keep you in the loop on anything we hear, of course, on uh, Savion's recruitment. But for now, did want to just at least address that as uh, been asked on our board, and I figured it'd uh, be good to share with you guys on the pod. Finally, keep an eye on SMU rounding out August with uh, a, a big finish to the month on the recruiting front. So we've got we've been updating you guys on some few uh, a few targets that are out there, especially on the defensive side for SMU that uh, things are trending well for, and I, I think SMU could very well be nearing uh, some decisions from those uh, top prospects and uh, we'll continue to monitor that but uh, would not surprise me at all if SMU got a big boost on the defensive side to round out the month of August so with that guys wanted to get you out a quick pod uh, to start off your week but uh, we'll be back later in the week with more position previews as we continue those on the podcast and we'll also take our subscriber questions so for now Quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the Pony Stampede podcast. Hope everybody has a great week and had a great weekend. And thanks for listening to this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.